Hi, Mama. I hope you're having a beautiful day. I'm excited to be here with you today as we continue our series on getting unstuck. And specifically today, we are continuing our episode from the last one, part two, uh, of getting unstuck from anxiety. Because I know for so many of us, almost all of us, this is something that can take us down, that can steal our joy, that can feel like it's the narrative of our life. And so we're going to dive into how to get unstuck from it. And so make sure you go back and listen to part one. Um, and I just begin to unpack some ways that we can think about anxiety, some things that contribute to it. And I begin asking you some questions that I'm going to continue today. I believe that every good answer must start with good questions. And so I'm going to take you on a journey to really dive into those questions. Before I jump in, you know, in the last episode, make sure you go listen again so you get part one. But I really dove into the Morning Mama Academy that's launching in a few weeks. It's a 12-week group coaching program that uh, I'm so excited to share with you again. This is round two of it. And so I unpacked every detail that you could ever need in the last episodes. I'm going to keep it short and sweet today. I just wanted to read to you um, from someone that took the academy, that went through the experience of the academy, just so you could have a, a taste of what it's like. And then we'll jump straight into today's content right after this. But um, this is from Carol. And she says, my life completely changed for the better because of taking Morning Mama Academy. Brittany has such a gift. She brought hope and healing to my life through this course. I have struggled with anxiety and depression for most of my life, and I have tried everything to heal the root of the problem, but all my methods fell short. When I found the Morning Mama Academy podcast, I was overwhelmed with motherhood and had postpartum depression. I binged all her episodes, and when I heard about the course, I felt God calling me to take it. I didn't know how I could become the person I wanted to be. And I was stuck in a cycle of feeling and believing the lies that I was inadequate, unworthy, and alone. But I know the truth of who God says I am and who he wants me to be. The healing and restoration that this brought to myself has had positive benefits in all of my other relationships. Because I know these truths. I know I can be the mother, wife, and business owner that I want to be. My husband has even said that my personal awareness and emotional intelligence has increased meaningfully, and he was so impressed with the content. Thank you for creating such a beautiful, life-changing experience, Brittany. Carol's so amazing. I, I mean, I just deeply love everyone that goes through the academy. So, I, you know, I just know her on such a personal level now. But um, I just her words are so encouraging, and I hope that they speak to you. If that sounds like you, that you've tried everything, that you don't know how to get to the root, you don't know how to get unstuck, like we're talking about then this might be for you. And it is an investment of time and money and mental and spiritual strength, but you're going to come out different on the other side. So make sure you just listen to God's call. That's all I ever want of you. Uh, just that you would listen if God is calling you, if he's tugging at your heart, if your heart is beating quickly and you've, you're kind of uh, out of breath a little bit, then that's that's probably the Holy Spirit tugging at your heart. So just take that step of obedience to go and check it out and be faithful to God's call. Uh, I hope to see you there. I would love to get to know you on a more deeper level. But um, so go and apply. You can apply at morningmamaacademy.gr8.com. Uh, if you type in http dot dot slash slash morningmamaacademy.com. 
.gr, the number eight.com. It's also in the show notes. It's going to be in the Facebook group, all the places. If you can't find it, email me at support at morningmama.co and I will send it straight to you. Make sure you go and apply. Spots are super limited. Okay, but that's enough of that. We are going to jump into today's content and continue our episode on how to get unstuck from anxiety. Let's go. Welcome to the Morning Mama podcast, where it is time to wake up to the life you were created for. Come join me on a journey to heal from your past, craft a healthy, joy-filled life, and discover the gifts and passions inside of you that the world needs. Hi, I'm Brittany, a former marriage and family therapist who is ready to help you grab hold of your courage, step out in faith, and discover that your life can become more than you ever dreamed possible. This is Morning Mama, a place for you to throw off all that has been holding you back and run into true freedom. Mom, I'm so excited to continue this content with you today. Uh, as we talked about, anxiety is something that almost all of us at some point battle, probably all of us at some point. It's a struggle. And so we're talking about how to begin getting unstuck. In last episode, we dove into the reasons. We have to start with a bunch of questions because we have to really understand what is at the core what is going on deep inside that's contributing to this anxiety and anxiety you know can be so many different things it can show up from different things and in different ways and so that's why we've got to ask all these questions and you know i talked about how while i'm not the expert in all of the areas that that anxiety can be derived from i am good this is one of the gifts god has given me so i can brag on it it's because god put it there um because i love it so much so i know i didn't just come up with it myself it's only something a good father could do. But I love helping people get to the core of things, to the to the root of the problem. Even if I don't know the solution, like, you know, we talked about how part of anxiety could be a lack of exercise. And so I'm not one that's going to be able to give you an exercise routine, but I might be able to help you understand that that's what the problem is, that that's kind of one of the core spots that's happening in your life. And so I'm excited to dig in with you and help you kind of unearth what might be underneath this anxiety. So we talked about the first question in the last episode. So today we're going to continue. And so the next question I want you to answer, make sure you have your notebook and your pen out. You're going to need to either pause the episode after you write down the question or just write down all these questions and then go back later and just spend honestly like a good chunk of time, an hour or two really reflecting on these questions because I really believe they can help you. So the next question is what time of the day is my anxiety worst? So I want you to just really think about this. Like when does your anxiety really get kicked into gear? Is it first thing in the morning? Is it the last thing at night? Is it the middle of the day, right? Is it lunchtime, nap time? Like what, what time of the day and then after you kind of figure out what time of the day it's happening, I want you to ask yourself a follow-up question. What are the things that are happening during that time? So what kind of activities am I doing during that time? What kind of people am I around during that time? What environments am I in? Are you at an office? Are you at home? Where are you? Where are you physically? What environment are you physically in? Who is physically around you? And what are you physically doing? Like, what is going on? And all of these questions are just gonna give us clues to what the core of our anxiety is. And, and maybe you think it's one thing, but the more you dig, there might be other things connected to it or 
maybe you haven't fully hit the core or maybe you just don't even have any clue because you've been asking yourself this for years and you can't figure it out. But really, if you want solutions, you've got to figure out the core. And so what time of the day and what is going on? These are all gonna be these clues that are gonna stack up to help us figure out the answer. You know, because if, if it's at the end of the day, maybe you are so worried about the next day and everything that you have to do and getting the kids out the door and getting lunches packed and going to work or, you know, wherever it is you do. Maybe you're staying at home. Maybe you're worried about spending another day at home with your kids, right? So these aren't going to give this first question is not going to give you all the answers because the time of the day might be night, but for some, it might be they're worried about going to work the next day. For some, it might be they're worried about spending the whole day with their kids. For some, it might be they're worried about their kids and are they going to uh, be safe as they sleep through the night? I know I had a ton of anxiety postpartum when my, my first child, my son, was born, and I was so worried he was not going to wake up the next day. And so that that time of day gave me a ton of anxiety. So maybe that's you. But but before we dive into those specifics, let's just figure out the time of the day and then we can kind of connect the dots. And, and looking at all of these as clues, so what's around you, right? If, if you're at home during the time your anxiety is worse, maybe it's your physical environment that's contributing to it. Maybe your house is a mess and it just gives you so much anxiety. Like you play it off like you don't care or like you're like, ah, oh, it's just this season of motherhood, but it really does affect you. And you know, I can be like that sometimes. I've talked about how my weakness in motherhood is keeping the house clean. This is never my first priority. I have learned a lot of amazing tools and techniques from Chelsea Joe uh, from the Systemize Your Life podcast. And so I know how to get back on track when I get off and I know what to do, but it still is something I have to choose and battle for. It's not something that kind of comes naturally to me, like, uh, you know, something like teaching my kids. I love teaching my kids things. That's just kind of something that comes naturally to me as a mom, but keeping the house clean, it does not. And I know some of you are kind of opposite to that. We all have our strengths and weaknesses, but you know, for me, I sometimes just like to play it off. Like, I don't really care if the house is a mess. It's fine. I have other priorities. There's other things I want to do. But it truly does affect my mental health. It does affect how I feel about myself, how I feel about my day way more than I often realize. And, you know, it's usually in those moments when we're trying to get out of the door and we have to be somewhere at a certain time that I feel that the most. Because, you know, if you got to get out as fast as possible, but the dish that you need to cook on is not washed. And you have to then first wash it before you can then cook. And then <laughs> you're leaving the house with a dish full of dirty dishes or a sink full of dirty dishes, or, you know, you need to pack lunches, but uh, you haven't gone grocery shopping. And so you are trying to scavenge to make uh, some kind of decent lunch for your child, right? Like there's so many ways you can't find socks for your kid, can't find socks for yourself. Like there's so many little ways that adds up. So our physical environments can have a huge part in our anxiety, and we might not fully recognize that. It can also be the people that we're surrounded by. Maybe you have a really intense boss at work and you were super intimidated and you feel like you're constantly failing and you don't know what to do. And you know, there's just, you just feel constantly like you're on edge. Like you just have to, to tiptoe around. Maybe that's your kids. Maybe they're constantly screaming and crying and you're constantly feeling inadequate and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to handle it. And so just thinking about having another day with your kids gives you tons of anxiety. It just triggers that feeling of inadequacy. Which kind of brings me, and I'm just going to briefly talk about this today, but for whatever is triggering, triggering your anxiety, there is a core wound involved. This is what we talk about in restoration theory. This is what the Academy is all about. You've probably heard me talk about it a million times. I'm super passionate about it, but 
we all have these core wounds that got developed in our childhood. And the way that we cope with those core wounds, one of the ways is anxiety. And so the way that I understand anxiety is that it's a coping mechanism for some wound we have. So we're talking about inadequacy here, right? So if you're feeling inadequate around your kids, that would be a core wound. You have this wound of inadequacy and that's uh, something you carry with you everywhere. And so when you're coping with that inadequacy, what you do to cope with it kind of more instinctually, it's in your fight or flight mode, is you cope with anxiety, which doesn't actually help you, right? It actually harms you. And that's uh, what we learn about and when we learn about restoration theory is this pain cycle that the ways that we're trying to deal with these feelings and these wounds actually make things worse. But that's where this anxiety is coming from as a core wound. Maybe for you, it's out of control. Maybe uh, there was a violation of safety in your life at some point, any, you know, any level of safety, even if it was something small. And that created this sense of feeling out of control. And so when you're in an out of control environment, whether it's at home or work or wherever it is, that triggers you and you cope by getting anxious. And that's how you deal with it. So we're not diving deep into that today, but that is a core part that you do need to figure out. And that's why I encourage you to jump into the academy or go listen to episodes 15 through 20. You can kind of do it yourself or grab a restoration therapist. You can uh, find the link in the show notes to find one. But that's that's how do you kind of unpack this at another level. And there's going to be a core wound there, but there's also other things that are going to contribute to our anxiety. Now, the, the core answer is to make sure we're rewiring our brain so that we can handle any of these situations that come up. However, there's also some physical things we can do to work on what's happening, right? We can change our home environment. We can change our relationship with our kids. We can uh, grow in confidence by learning some techniques about how to parent, right? There's so many different things we can we can focus on to grow. And so that's what we're kind of focusing on today. We're not going as much into the restoration theory and the core wounding, but you know we'll be talking about that in upcoming weeks. But today we're really talking a little bit more practically speak a little less deep though both are equally essential so make sure you're doing the other side as well okay to get back to our list of questions the next question that I want you to ask yourself is was there a time in my life or or even was there a time recently in my life when my anxiety was better so I want you to think back and think through now you can go as far back as you need to but I want you to about, think about the, the last time your anxiety was a little bit better. You know, maybe it was a few days ago, or maybe it was a few months ago, or maybe it was a few years ago, a few decades ago. Like, it can be different for every person. But think back to when it was better, when it wasn't so overwhelming, when it wasn't so chaotic, when it wasn't so consuming. Was there a time? No matter how, bar, how far back you have to go, when was that time? And then I want you to ask yourself a follow-up question. And, you know, both of these questions, you might need to spend a good chunk of time really reflecting to figure that out because I can almost guarantee you there was a time when it was better, even if it's really hard to remember and it's hard to get to that place. But even, even if it was just a day when it was just a little bit better, okay? So hopefully it was a longer season or uh, something more than just a moment, but even if it was just a moment when it was a little bit better, reflect on that and then ask yourself this question, what was different then and what's different now? What? How is my life different now than it was then when my anxiety was a little bit better? And go through every factor that's different. And, you know, even if you don't think it's related, just write it down. 
What did you have less kids? Did you have no kids? Did you, was your marriage different? Did you live in a different place? Did you have a different job? Were you not working? Were you working? Like all of the things that were different about that time in your life when your anxiety was better and what is different now? And this question can reveal so much, right? Because we can look at these differences and say, whoa, okay, maybe that one isn't really relevant. But look at this thing here. You know, I had a different home. We were now uh, sharing a home with my parents. And wow, I didn't realize how much it was contributing to what I'm feeling. And we not, might not be able to change our circumstances, but the awareness of what's going on and then using restoration theory, as well as the practical steps we're gonna talk about, like setting boundaries or you know forming healthy relationships, whatever these are, these practical, practical steps we will get to soon, this is gonna help us figure out how to work on this anxiety, how to get unstuck from this anxiety. You know, maybe it was that you had less kids or no kids, and obviously that's not something we can change, but then we're gonna dig into, okay, well, what's going on with the kids, right? Is it that you don't feel like you know what to do with them? You don't know how to parent them, that they're, it's just chaos, right? So then the, we'll, we'll talk about what the solution would be. Is it the home piece that we keep referencing, that it's just chaotic in their home now because of these kids? Is it because you're you're at with them at home all day long and you're missing and lacking that sense of purpose, which maybe means God is calling you to something else in addition to being a mother, right? And so these things can give us clues, right? That the recognizing the kids are different is the first step. And then we have to dive a little bit deeper to figure out, okay, what about the change has contributed to my anxiety? And that's why we have to go through all these questions because sometimes it takes all of them to add up, right? Because you look at the time of the day and you realize, oh, wow, it's uh, trying to get out the door in the morning. And so you realize, whoa, that's because there's so much we're rushing around and I can't find anything. And so, and then you see that it's because the kids, uh, you know, that's what's changed in your life. And you add those two things together. And so now you know something about the mornings and the kids, that is what is contributing to your anxiety. And so now we need to focus on that area of your life. Okay, let's move to the next question. The next one is, how is my external environment? So we've kind of been talking about this, referencing it, but I want you to sit down and just kind of describe or list out uh, descriptors of your external environment. So when I say that, I'm talking about your home. You know, how is it, how does it look? How does it feel? What's going on inside of it? Is it peaceful? Is it chaotic? Are there toys everywhere? Are there crumbs everywhere? What does it look like? This could also be your work desk. You know, if you already know kind of the area that causes you anxiety, you can focus on, on that area. Maybe you know it's at work. Maybe you know it's at home. You can focus on that. But what does your external environment look like during that time of day or that, that place that you experience this? What kind of people are around you and describe the people? Are there really intense people? Are there screaming children? Like what is going on? Is there a TV constantly on? I know that's something for me that causes me tons of anxiety when there's just like a TV on in the background. Oh, that one gets me. So maybe you live with someone that does that and you don't realize how much it's kind of getting at you, right? Like just describe what's happening in your external environment, the things outside of you. 
And then the next question after that, so spend some time on that, but then you're gonna describe what is my internal environment like? So when we go internally, we're talking physically. So what do I feel like? Do I have energy? Am I tired? Am I getting exercise? Am I eating right? Like, what does that like? Am I taking care of myself? Uh, and then going spiritually, what, what, what is it my life like with God? What is my relationship like with him? What does that look like? Mentally, what are my thought processes like? What, is, what does that look like on a daily basis? Where do my thoughts usually go? Do they usually go negative? What do they do? And so you're going to really describe what is going on internally. And you know, there's going to be some overlap on some of these questions and that's okay. That's just going to be more clues to reinforce the answers we're looking for. When you start seeing the same words pop up again and again, you're going to really, it's going to be undeniable. This is the area that is really contributing to my anxiety. So after that, I want you to then describe what your habits are like. So again, there's going to be some overlap here, but what are your habits like with social media? What are your habits like with television? What are your habits like with positive things like exercise and eating vegetables and fruits? Like what are your habits like? What are your habits like with your kids and with your husband? What are those daily and weekly things you do? What are those like? Describe them. Are they consistent? Are they healthy? What, what do they look like? Are they completely lacking? Is there no exercise whatsoever? Is there no movement? Is there no getting outside in the sunshine? Is there no intentional time with God, right? And no judgment on any of these. We're just writing down the facts without judgment, without, you know, criticizing ourselves. We're not trying to make it look better. We're just trying to understand. This is all kind of building up to this bigger picture of what is going on. So after you take your time, describe physical environment, internal environment, your habits. The last question I have for you before we kind of move to how to make this more practical is this is, and this kind of goes back to what I was referencing earlier with restoration theory, but I want you to ask yourself what events in my life or moments of wounding contributed to this anxiety? So this is one you might not know the answer to, but I want you to reflect on it. Looking back over your life, can you identify what those moments were? Do you know when those wounds were created? Do you know when there was that violation of safety? Because for most of us, anxiety is going to come from some kind of violation of safety. It could also come from a violation of love if it's more kind of about our identity, like we're, we're anxious about who we are, we're anxious about um, people pleasing or about being good enough, like that could be more of a violation of, of love. But if it's anything to do with safety or feeling out of control, that's going to be a violation of safety. If we're concerned about our environment and we're, we're feeling not at ease that's going to be more about a violation of safety. And you don't have to decide which one it is. I just want you to reflect what moments in my life, what things happened that might have contributed to this along the way. And then a follow-up question to that is, have I worked to resolve and heal these things? Because the thing is, there's probably both layers. There's probably the wounds that are going on, and that is what is contributing to being triggered by your external environment and things you can control and things you can't control. So this is definitely a question you cannot skip over. It's uh, essential. It might be your first step, but it might not be, but you need to answer it and be aware of how it might be contributing to what is going on. Okay, so those are the questions. Make sure you spend a chunk of time 
reflecting on all of those. And then after you're done with that, you're gonna probably have a jumble mess on your page. I want you to go and just kind of begin, maybe get a few different colors, like different highlighters or markers, and begin highlighting the things that kind of connect or, or the same words that you see. So if you see like home or um, you know chaos in the home or uh, crazy kids or crumbs, like you see those words, like highlight those all in yellow. Um, anything that kind of connects, like themes that are happening. And then maybe you see marriage and you see co-parenting and you see, you start to see, you know, like no date nights, like these things uh, that are connecting. There's another theme Then highlight those in a different color. Maybe that, that one will be green. And so go through and highlight all of these different themes that you see standing out the same words, things that connect. And as you highlight these different themes, go through all of it, make sure everything has a highlight. And these are going to tell you what the core things that are happening are, what the roots that are happening. And, and if you see you know, certain words that add up and but you, you know what the real core of it is, then write that down. So I want you to gather these things, these themes, and kind of boil those down to one or, or two words, a phrase that you can use to identify that area of your life. And then I want you to get a fresh sheet of paper and across the top of the paper, kind of put it sideways. I want you to kind of uh, at the top across the paper, put all of these different themes at the top. So maybe you have a few themes, maybe you have three. Maybe you have your house, Maybe you have your marriage, and maybe you have this core wound. Maybe you call it trauma, maybe you call it um, biological parents, like whatever, whatever it is, put that there. So maybe you have these three things. So now under each of those things, I want you to begin thinking about what steps you can take to work on that. And again, this is still part of the brainstorming process, so there's no bad idea. So, you know, you go under home and you can put uh, hire a house cleaner. You could put take a course with Chelsea Joe. You can put start listening to the Systemize Your Life podcast. You can put purge things, right? You can uh, put decorate so that I feel more motivated to keep the house clean, right? So just put a bunch of ideas there. And then I want you to do that for each of the categories. Now. I want you to go back after you do that, take some time doing that for each of the categories. And I want you to go and circle the area that you believe is having the biggest impact on your anxiety right now. So maybe it's your home, maybe it's your marriage, maybe it's healing, like unresolved healing. And I want you to go and circle that area. And then from there, I want you to look below that and identify what you think is step number one, just number one. What is your next step? What is the one thing you can do to move the ball forward in that area? And I just want you to pick one for now. Now you don't have to throw this sheet of paper away. I want you to hold on to it because you can reference it in the future, but I want you to get that one step. So maybe for you, you've identified that trauma is really underneath it all and you know it's contributing to everything. It's even contributing to your ability to keep the house clean. And so you know that's where you wanna start. And so maybe hiring a therapist, that is number one, and that is your next step. That means that you need to find the time to do that 
You should put it in your calendar when you're going to schedule that to, to even find the therapist. It means that you need to pour your financial resources into that because you're going to have to pay for that. But that means you're going to have to sacrifice in other areas. Like you're going to pour all of your resources into that next step. And whatever that step is, it will require sacrifice. Anytime we're going to grow and heal and, and shift, it requires sacrificing what's happening now. Because if we're going to change, it means we have to, to let go of something. It means we have to give up something we're doing now, some way of doing things. Whatever that is, we're going to have to sacrifice. And so just know that. So I want you to do that. Take that one step and I want you to get some accountability. I want you to tell um, a friend, I want you to tell your spouse, I want you to tell a parent, whoever you're close to that's safe, that's gonna hold you accountable, I want you to tell them what you're gonna do. And I want you even to give them a deadline that you're gonna set for yourself of, by this day, I will have this thing done. Accountability is where it's at. That's why I'm such a believer in group coaching because there's so much accountability or really any kind of coaching. You have someone there holding you accountable, checking in on you. And when it's a group, it is a little more pressure too. So you got to get that accountability in there. So to make sure you're going to follow through on this task. Now, this isn't going to change everything, right? It's one thing, but it might be the domino that hits all the other dominoes. Now, there's probably going to be some other steps you're going to have to take. And so, you know, once you have that ball rolling, you can go back to this list and you can kind of reassess what is the main thing contributing to my anxiety right now. And, and you can maybe select a different one then. Maybe, you know, before it was trauma and you do the therapist. And maybe right now, now that you have the therapy going, you're like, actually, I think my house right now is the bigger contributor. And so you go and you circle, you know, starting the Systemize Your Life podcast or, you know, what whatever it is. And you circle that next thing and then you get that ball rolling right and so just one at a time though otherwise we get overwhelmed it gets to be too much so that is what I want you to do and so acting on these deeper things are going to get you unstuck from your anxiety now there might still be moments that come up there are going to be still moments that come up because it's not going to be healed in just a moment most of the time. We can pray for that, and sometimes God does do that. But most of the time, it's a journey we kind of have to fight for, that, that God's fighting our behalf, but we got to take some steps and, and strengthen our muscles. And so I want to just for a second, I told you I would end with just giving you really quick tips on how to handle anxiety. And I'm mostly just going to reference you to episode 21. I kind of go over these tips uh, a lot more in depth there. But, you know, there's things like you, you've heard about deep breathing. That is obviously a really great thing. Um, reading scripture. So having a, a, a scripture that you have that God has given you that relates specifically to your area of, of weakness and where the anxiety comes up and have a scripture that you memorize and you speak it out loud in these moments of anxiety. Um, even little things like putting lotion on your hands, like put too much lotion on your hands and spend five minutes just rubbing your hands together. And that literally helps regulate your brain because it, it gets your left side and your right side hemisphere engaged and it helps regulate your brain. And so there are a lot more little tips like that on episode 21 that you can dive into if you just want some of those quick coping tips to use while you're trying to do the deeper work because it 
can take some time. So I'm so proud of you for doing this work. It's not easy. It's not quick. <laughs> it uh, takes a lot of courage and strength just to even face all of this. It is heavy, hard work, but I know you're capable, mama. You're here for a reason. God has brought you to this place and he wants to bring you freedom. So just don't back down. Don't get scared of uh, it not working or you not healing because God has freedom for you. You just got to fight for it with him. Got to take those steps. So you can do this. Let me pray for you. God, I thank you that you have given us freedom, God, and that it's there waiting for us, God, and that all we have to do is trust in you and follow your voice and take the steps of courage that you call us to, God, and you're going to bring that freedom to us. And so I just pray for every mama listening, God, you would bring her that freedom. You would show her that path, God. You would give her clarity over this journey, God, and that you would just speak to her about what to do next. Show her where to walk, God. I know you will, God. You're so good. We love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Love you, Mama. If you found hope and inspiration in today's episode, then hit subscribe. Make sure you don't miss a moment on this journey of healing. Want to help more mamas enter into the hope and freedom you have found? Please take a moment to leave a review. This helps so much to get Morning Mama seen so that more mamas can find this space. Lastly, please come say hi in our Facebook group, Morning Mama Collective. I would love to meet you and learn your story. Let me know where you're getting stuck in your healing journey so that you can help inspire more episodes. I am so grateful for you, Mama, and I cannot wait to see all that God has in store for you. Mama.